Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM. You are back this week with myself, Kyle Teixeira, sitting across from me, John Teixeira. This week, we are going to get general and talk about current market trends. Yeah, we, we, there's a lot of lot of shifting going on in the market right now in all segments of the market and a lot of talk about, you know, different, you know, should I sell, should I buy, is a good time. We've done several podcasts on that subject lately, and, and so I thought it'd be a good time since we're in the data every single day to just talk about what you and I are seeing as we, you know, as we're going through our day, um, because we definitely get to see trends, don't we? Yeah, there's trends all over the place. I mean, uh, you know, in the rapidly changing environment we're in. So yeah. if anything we talk about today interests you, you want to talk to us, give us a call, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com. <laughs> so what's our biggest focus of the current trends that you're seeing? So I guess the biggest, the first one and the most obvious one, I think, is just the high-end market mm-hmm. really is is slowing down. So are we talking about rental market or sales No, market? we're talking about, right now we're talking about sales, market on sales. So good question, Kyle. The, 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 all of the markets from the low end to the mid-range to the high end have been doing so well for so long. When things shift, the first thing to shift and the first thing to change is that high high end. end. Yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely seeing that. I have a, I have a a broker open scheduled. I haven't done a broker open in probably six years. And sometimes these changes are good, right? I mean, when we're not doing open houses and we're not having to do all these things that Mm -hmm. we used to do, um, you know. It's also it's also different for the new people in the game, right? You know how many mm-hmm. realtors have came into the game in the that last don't year have any or two. Idea what a broker that, open is? That don't have any idea what really being <laughs> a real estate agent is, maybe because the last two years has been a whole different game of just signing contracts, mm-hmm. really. Um, so what what changes are we talking about in the high end market? Let's start there. We we t- talking about decline, rapid yeah. decline, uh, uh, inventory. Inventory is going up. People are starting to reduce their sales price instead of counting on multiple offers and all that stuff. Where they're staying on the market a little bit longer and and they're having to reduce their price. Um, you know what? It's not a bad thing. It seems it seems more normal. Right. Well, it's a good thing. I mean, you everyone's heard about inflation and interest rates, right? And what interest rates are going up. Well, mm-hmm. What the Fed's doing is increasing them on a tapered basis. Tapered basis we've never seen before, but what was still, the last increase, by the way? Seventy-five basis yep. points. So twice, yep. actually. Yep. Um, the last one was just a, just about a week ago. But that is the intention of that: is to not crash a market. It's to steady things out, and that shows us actually that it's working. And more importantly, you want the Fed to be seeing that stuff like that is working or else they're just going to keep it, keep going, right? 75 we basis points, you're right, is a lot though, isn't especially it? Especially to do it a month or two months after doing it, 75 basis they points did it right twice before in that. A row. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and then it was 50 before that. And, you know, the the one, not the one that just happened, but 75 basis points was the biggest increase they've ever done. And then they did it again. So, you know. And they use lagging indicators to make these decisions. So, correct. And well, we're in a, Oh, go ahead. We're, no, I was just going to say, while we're out there on the front line seeing it right now, they're not going to know the fruits or the, or the they're not going to know what we're sharing with people right now. They're not going to have that data for two or three months. Well, and that's great. Because, well, it's a good thing to have that change happening now because if we didn't have it happening in the middle of summer, then it'd be a lot more of a concern, not just to the market, but, you know, if the Fed's concerned about it, they're mm-hmm. going to push the market even harder. That's right. Um, 
And during the summer, like this, the 75 basis points we just had, uh, that's going to be the last FOMC meeting. This is a, this is a rare, there's a point in the year where it's not monthly. They take three months off essentially and let, you know, the market does, does mm. do what it's going to do. So we actually won't have another one until October, I believe. So those lagging indicators have time to catch up. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're aggressive. If you know, in these, in this environment, they yeah. choose to be aggressive right yeah. before their big, big gap, I should say. Right. Um, you know, and we're talking about the real estate market, but that is one of the markets that they're looking at very hard yep. to see. It's see one it. of our bigger yeah. pieces so, of the puzzle. But, they're not only looking at the luxury market, right? We're mm-hmm. looking trickling down to the to the medium range, so which are still going crazy. So to my point, I'm putting in offers for buyers under two fifty, okay, mm-hmm. and we are still seeing. I've had two offers where I got the listing agent tell me that they had twenty plus offers. Well, and I think so, you can almost cat. You know, we're, we're, the market's changed a lot. Under 250 here in DFW is now probably the low end market. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I, I would it argue that is. that decline has already trickled down into the medium range. Um, Possibly, you know, we got clients that have homes on the market that said that they're not getting as many offers, or they're they're dropping the price. How long? How, you know, how long has it been since we've heard dropping the price on a listing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to yeah. see that happen again means the market is. Uh, it's called, a, you know, correcting. It's correcting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. supposed to correct. That's why the word is correcting. <laughs> it's healthy. It's healthy for the market, in my opinion. And 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 uh, while some people it hurts some people, and some people may not be liking it, um, I think as we ease and ebb and flow back and forth from a very neutral market, as we do that ebb and flow, it's it's good. It's great actually, because if we if there isn't a correction in the market, then interest rates will just keep going up and money's going to get more and more mm-hmm. expensive. And if those don't meet in the middle at some point, then they we'll meet at 18% like people talk about all yeah, the time. Yeah, they meet at a peak that Remember just... Remember the you know, 80s? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be behind or in front of that curve. You want to be <laughs> you know, on it. So, um, Yeah. So, so Kyle, the other trend I'm seeing is really, it really revolves around, like I was saying a minute ago, micro markets. Mm -hmm. So as you know, Kyle, I'm kind of in charge in our business of doing renewals, right? As people come up and renew, I'm looking at year over year rents. So I'm looking at your rent and saying, okay, you're paying 1500. What is the current market rate? And I am I am still shocked, even this month, on how the how much more the market rate has increased for almost everybody. But what I'm noticing is that there are micro markets that are turning, where the rent is actually not going up very much or at all, and some markets where there is more. And when I call them micro markets, what I mean is small pockets, neighborhoods, maybe, maybe one little city, maybe one section of Fort Worth, Mm -hmm. um, where there's more listings than there is demand. It's almost in some parts a buyer's market, which I haven't seen that anywhere at all in in years. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say how many years. You're talking about the rental market. I'm talking about the rental market. Yeah. And, you know, that is. It can, can be a lagging indicator to the sales market too, um, but you know for rent rent rates 
you know, those renewals you do are generally done every year. Mm -hmm. So doing them constantly gives you more insight to that. Mm -hmm. Like you could be renewing someone this month in this neighborhood and you also renewed a lease in that neighborhood two, three months ago. Right. You can't look at just that property because yeah, over the last year, it's just gone up. I mean, it doesn't matter how much, but you can see that that neighborhood, um, you know, if you would have renewed that same lease three months ago, it went up 200 bucks, but now you're seeing that it's now only up a hundred bucks. Right. Um, so it's all it, relative. It's funny. I've been, I've, I've, I've grown accustomed to changing the way I analyze the market rate. I don't know if you remember, Kyle, but when you first started working with me, what did we look at when we looked at sales comps and rental comps? How far back did we go? We used to be able to go back six months. Yeah, That's exactly. Insanity now. You 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 don't <laughs> want to go back six months no, now. You, 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 want you to, can't. Yeah, try to go back and remember what market we were in six months ago. It's like, well, was that the was that the the hot hot one or the hot 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 one? No, I think that sizzled down six to just months, a hot one. Yeah, <laughs> six months in this market is an eternity ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've grown accustomed to only looking at the past ninety days. I'm really careful when I look at these these rental comps about when I'm increasing somebody's rent from fifteen hundred to maybe eighteen hundred. That's a big jump. I got to be really careful that I'm not pushing that tenant into the rental market, into something that is that is competitive, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to keep our rents somewhat normal to the market. Yeah, or a little bit, you know, fair or whatever it is. But, yeah. you know, the more, the, the quicker the market moves, the less data you get, less transparency mm-hmm. and insight we can yep. get too. That's so right. we're going into a smaller window, 90 days. Using less data. Good using point. less data because yep. if people can rent things at the, you know, as quickly as possible, then... Sometimes they don't even make it onto, say, the MLS or some of these these uh, platforms that we get that you know the trustworthy data from. Um, you know, sometimes that has to be done on the back end, which takes takes experience. And you know, property managers have certain certain access to things that a normal landlord wouldn't. You know, uh, even Zillow doesn't have a lot of that stuff because so, a lot of people base their price. Landlords like to base their price these days off the the Zillow <laughs> uh, rent estimate, which can be close or it can be worlds away, you know, because even algorithms can't keep up with, with this changing market. So, yeah. And yeah, and that depends on what state you're in too. Cause oh, yeah. in Texas, we're in a non-disclosure state. So it's more difficult for Zillow to be as accurate as it is in some other states. But um, yeah. So three more trends. You, you made me think of another one actually while we were sitting here that, that I think we ought to bring up. Um, but one, um, and, and some of these are regarding sales, right? So, but I feel like they give us an overall picture of kind of what's happening. You know, the, if you think of this giant ship that's kind of turning real slowly, what are we seeing as it turns? And one of the other things I'm seeing is, is builders are, builders are marketing their homes again. That hasn't happened also mm-hmm. in two or three years. I'm getting emails i'm getting builders calling me asking me to come look at their their spec homes and their properties they're doing incentives again they're doing incentives incentives, which is good those are those are healthy market features to have um you know you're actually having a market where you know and the demand's too insane you know sellers don't have a choice but to just Mm -hmm. not offer anything and take Take what the right. 17 buyers have to offer. So that's, right. um, that's why these slowdowns are healthy. We call, you know, these corrections are very healthy. Um, and on the flip side of that, if you, if you have, I hate to bring it back to the Fed, but if they have 
they're able to hike rates like this to slow something down, they can a lot, lot faster add back to the demand than they can take away from it. So, you know, you mean they could they could start pushing rates back down and 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 turn things around if they needed to at some point. They in the can future. cut them a lot faster than they can increase yep. them. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, and I mean, if you got rate, not to say they should do this, but in a, in a crazy world, everyone likes to get worried about when these corrections, these intentional corrections, happen. Right? Um, say in October at their next meeting, you know, they they saw they need to cut cut rates like crazy. Um, they could do that. Start bringing them back down. Get buyers back into the market. Um, you never know. I personally don't think that's going to happen until 2023. Um, but, you know. I think you're right. I think we need to let it ride a little bit longer like this. However, I have heard whispers that they're already talking about, you know, bringing that back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already forethinking bringing that interest rate back down, which kind of blows my mind. But it's just talk and it's just things I've heard about. But um, But you're right. That's... Well, they've pumped the brakes harder than you've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, you're going to have talk on both sides. Do they keep doing this or do they, you know. I'm pretty sure we haven't done this. At this last meeting, there was, there was talks of a, of a whole full base, or full hundred points, a full full point on uh, hmm. on an increase. It didn't happen, of course, but the fact that they even talked about that is, is you know, shows shows how how willing they are to pump the brakes on, on the the access to money that has been going on over the last two years. Curious historically how this um, rise in interest rates, how how it compares, because I I, I don't recall, I, as in my recollection, and this is not any any like data statement or anything, but just from my recollection, I don't recall them going up this much since the nineties. Yeah, that's the only comparable increases you you've had, you, you know, for sure. Um, mm. Not to say they haven't increased rates before, but... Um, well, they've gone up, like, what, two? Two points? Full points? Since they started pushing them up a little bit? Well, they were essentially negative when this started. Yeah. Let's call it zero, but yeah. essentially negative. Um, yeah, they've gone up. I think that puts us into the 2.25 to 2.75 range. Hmm. This is where their target range is right now. Don't quote me on that, but it's at least 25 basis points <laughs> away from accurate. <laughs> so... Well, let's let's talk about another trend. Um, another trend that that we talk about more on this podcast because we deal more in wealth building, and we try to stay focused on investors. How do investors buy properties? One of the ways that investors can buy properties and still get a deal has been all along through what I call the wholesale market. Well, I don't call it the whole, everyone calls it the wholesale market, but, but not everyone knows what the wholesale market is. There's the open market. There's things where people put things on the MLS. And then there's a wholesale market where it's a whole different market of usually distressed properties that investors buy, rehab, rent, repeat, remember our burr, Mm -hmm. or they buy and flip, right? So there's, there's several different exit strategies for these. But because I'm aware of these properties on an ongoing basis, I can tell when the market is changing by how many of these I get and Mm -hmm. more importantly, where I get them. So I always get a ton of these things in Fort Worth and Dallas, right? Yeah. So when I see Fort Worth and Dallas, it doesn't surprise me at all. But you know where I don't get a ton of them? In Arlington. Mm Mm-hmm. 
they don't pop up in Arlington. When they do, I usually snatch them up real quick. Somebody snatches them right. up real quick, yeah. I've been seeing a ton popping up in Arlington. Euless. I've seen some in Euless, Bedford. Those are areas that when you start seeing wholesale properties in areas like that, that is a signal. That's a sign. And part part of it comes down to, you know, people don't want to, in, in this quickly changing sales market, they don't want to put any, any, any money into the into the property in order to sell it because of the uncertainty of what price people are get. sitting on their liquid cash cash yeah yep. yeah exactly where you know they're just trying to get rid of it and you know they go wholesale because most wholesale deals are as is you know they're just flat out you get the property as is seller's not putting any money into it no negotiation as far as that stuff's concerned in in most cases yeah so. yeah you know you're right i mean there, there are times when we can negotiate those but for the most part you're absolutely right about that but you know what kyle this is the time to eat i keep saying it <laughs> this is the time for people that have the ability and desire we've got some investors that are knocking down doors right now mm-hmm. what i mean by that is they're they're closing stuff they're building their portfolios fast now is the time to do that if you're an investor out there and your dream is to build a, a medium to medium size to, to even large portfolio of properties. Now's the time to start eating and start snatching those up, mm-hmm. like starting right now. Yeah, we're in the, in the past. If you can go back there and buy them, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like we always say: plant the seed, plant the seed now. It's just uh, it's which which market's the best place to do it in is. They're all good markets yeah, to do it in, exactly. right? But but right now you're going to have more opportunity. You're going to be competing with less investors because you have the the novice investors are kind of sitting on the sidelines like we talked about or they're running scared or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're not the, – the people that have the the experience and the know-how to go all in right now, they're the ones that are going to win. Those are the same people, Kyle – that bought foreclosures in 2008 to 2010 mm-hmm. while everyone else was freaking out. They were buying foreclosures. Who's, who's thinking that they're the smartest person in the world right now when they bought houses for 80 to 120,000 that are now worth two to 300,000 and they've been sitting on them as rentals. Those yeah. are, we look back on that and go, man, wish I had done that. Or they cashed in some of them in the last two years to come buy a bunch more now. You there know, you go. You know, whatever the investment plan yep. is, it's, yep. you know, it's all about timing. So especially in real estate. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like that that's a really good indicator that not everybody gets to see because not even all real estate agents, like I'm pretty unique as a real estate agent to be in the wholesale world and to have my fingers in the wholesale world, partly because I started there, right? Mm-hmm. I started my career in that world. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much um, in tune to it. Not everybody is. I bet you most real estate agents don't have any clue what I mean. When I say wholesale deal to another real estate agent, most of them don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a lot, some people call it an off-market deal. You know, it is what it is. So yeah. even that doesn't doesn't give it the same classification as a as a wholesale deal because usually in wholesale deals we we do things like you indicated. We do things a certain way. There's a there's a structure and a system in place for how a wholesale deal is presented, negotiated, how it's closed, and the whole bit. So there's actually kind of a, a standard, let's say, mm-hmm. for how it's done. There's a distinction between an off market yeah. deal just indicates that it never went on the market and anything could have happened, right? Yeah, you get a pocket listing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, you know what? 
one, I don't know if this is a trend, but something I just, I've been reading the past couple of days. You may not, you probably know this already. Did you hear about Open Door? They got hammered. Oh, they, yeah. They got hammered with a $62 million fine for doing exactly what we've been telling people they've been doing, right? For, for their misleading marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Their misleading marketing. It, they're they're misleading people into into believing that they're going to pay them a certain amount of money. In actuality, what they're doing is they're holding their home hostage for 15, 20 days and then presenting a reduced offer after an inspection, right? And having tons of marketing fees. So yeah, they're not commission, right? So that's their big thing is we're not charging you commission, but they're charging them marketing what fees and holding fees me? and yeah. all kinds of <laughs> fees that add up to like somewhere between eight and 12% is what of the sales price. So these poor people on top of taking a reduction after their inspection. So these people that are buying into the open door marketing and getting an initial offer from them and going, yes, let's do it. These poor people are walking away from the closing table with so much less money you spend years owning a home and building equity on it, and then to have a corporation like that literally steal it from you because of their convenience. I know people it's always convenient. love to think that you're not paying for convenience. You are always paying, you're paying for convenience, big time for convenience. Yes, and I don't care what it is, you know. <laughs> and you've you've heard people. Yeah, I've actually talked to someone who's like Open Door did so good for me, or one of these other ones that do similar things. Um, but I remember one specifically, I was like, what would you get? What was your net? And then I looked up, you know, the data on what they sold that property for and what they likely got. And I'm like, well, you know, you did okay. They did great. So <laughs> how long did they own it? Oh, three weeks. You know, how long did you own it? Seven years. So, you know, who deserved that return? So, but, but you know what, Kyle, you're, you're absolutely right. And I tell, I talk to people all the time. You're right about it's convenience, right? It's, that's all this is. It's about taking advantage of people's inability to want to fix up their home, clean up their home, show their home, right? They don't want to do all this stuff. It's their home. They don't want to do the traditional things it takes. And by doing that, they throw away thousands and thousands of dollars. And it blows my mind because those very same people, if I were to come to them at the very same time they were making that decision and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I want to pay you $100 an hour to, I don't know, to watch a certain TV show on your couch for as many hours a day as you can possibly do it. I guarantee you, right, they would spend eight, 10 hours every day making $100 an hour thinking they stole money from me, thinking that they were the smartest people in the world because they just made $100 an hour to do nothing, right? Am I right? But yet those same people are willing to not to spend thousands of dollars, which equates to way more than $100 an hour so that they don't have to leave the house for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you leaving on the table? This is really the question you got to ask. Um, when you give up things for convenience, you should at least know what you're giving up, know what you're leaving on the table. So, um, and in my experience with those fines, like open door fine, sixty three million. Uh, generally, those fines are at best ten percent of what they, you know, mm-hmm. made off the the 
I'd say malicious activity. So 630 million is probably what they made off of it. You know, just by that estimate. So it's no small thing. They're uh, open doors hurting. I can tell um, in my communication with them. I can tell that they're 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 not operating quite the way they were as of, as efficiently and seamlessly and with the same confidence that they were operating with before. So so that's the trend is our internet um, buyers, our i buyers, right, are going away or having more trouble in this market. And they may go away almost entirely. Well, everyone thinks these big names are smarter, right? But you know, look what Z- look what happened to Zillow last Zillow year. Stopped. Zillow got destroyed. Um, they did, and that was based on home values. You know, mm-hmm. that was based on they bought things and thought they could sell them higher and couldn't sell them higher, and then you think they, they lost based billions. That on estimates? That's my point. Yeah, <laughs> you you want to speak estimate to me, and but you know, there's estimate lost them billions of dollars and half their stock value. So. Yeah, it is what it is. So yep. those are the trends of today. <laughs> the trends of today are um, convenience costs money, <laughs> and the market is uh, doing its thing. So and, yep, it's correcting. Inventory swelling. It's not horrible. It's not. Um, this is not a doom and gloom conversation, is it? It's actually what I want to. The kind of what I want to leave everybody with, since we're about building wealth and investors, right? Is if you're an investor and you have money to put into property, do it. Right now is the time to do it. Call me, call your real estate agent, call your property manager, whoever's helping you do that, call them, put a game plan together and don't worry about the interest rates right now. The interest rates are going to go back down. Now's the time to start collecting the monopoly pieces, right? Mm-hmm. You could refinance later. You can create better cash flow later, all that good stuff. But right now is the time to start collecting those greenhouses so that in five or 10 years, you can turn them into red hotels. <laughs> there you go. When interest rates are low or whatever. So. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of We Are TPM. If you have any questions or want to give us a call, 817-818-9039. Press seven for Kyle. Press any other number for John. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, I get all the other numbers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we it could, we could work that out. Though. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> That's why there's a tree. Or shoot us an email at showmethemoney at we are TPM. We are out. Later.